Hello. All right, can you hear me? I can. All right, we are officially, all right, talking. The podcast has started. I would thought I wasn't for sure you were going to come or not today. I didn't know how to work it. Oh. <laughs> me neither. I had to figure out too, but then I actually went to the settings and then it just said invite friends. And I was like, oh, okay, it's that simple. <laughs> All right, but before we even get started, though, I think we should just, like, like say our names, you know, and say why we like the show. So, like, how about you go first, and you can tell people, you know, what you do if you're interested. All right, you go first. So, my name is Alexandria, or Alex, and I'm from Texas, and I really like this show because it, when I watched it, like, as an older adult, I understood that there was a lot more, like, spiritual and commitment and loyalty type things going on. So it was interesting to me how, you know, such a a show at such a young age and that kind of takes place during adolescence for them um, appealed to, like, my everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, learning new things and everything like that. All right, great. All right. I'm finna go, okay, first, I mean, I'm finna go second now. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm not going to put my last name out there just in case somebody wants to look me up or anything. But my name is Daniel. I'm mm-hmm. from the Bay Area, you know. And I'm, uh, my first experience with the show, like, I actually seen it on TV, like, like years later. I mean, like, like I mean, not years later, years ago. I'm not going to, like, give my age right now. It'll be years ago, either 2007 or 2008. And it never really appealed to me because it was one of the more serious Nickelodeon shows because I was only mm-hmm. into I was only into SpongeBob and iCarly on Nickelodeon and then and then after iCarly comes on though then then they air episodes of The Last Airbender then it didn't really appeal to me but then recently very very recently back in 2018 I actually saw clips of like the bendings and the fight scenes so I actually bought the entire DVD collection and mm-hmm. it literally it literally blew my mind on how good the show was. It's one of those shows where I can watch it a thousand times. I mean, like over a thousand times and I can get something new out of, out of it every time I watch it again. And then, so That's it's true. just really good. Even now I was tempted to actually watch it again today, but then I was like, no, I'll just wait for it to come on Netflix. So I mm-hmm. keep on switching CDs. Yep. <laughs> Man, I know you mad that you bought it on CDs and now it's about to be yeah. on Netflix. And I looked it up, though, since The Last Airbender is such a big show. Like, I, I was curious, why wasn't it on any streaming sites like, like Netflix or Hulu? And then I mm-hmm. found out it was mainly because they made so much money off of it on DVD. So Nickelodeon, really? didn't share, Nickelodeon didn't want to share it with streaming websites for people to, like, like get it without paying. That Ain't that something? Well, you know what? I'm, I'm right there with Nickelodeon on that. But I think... They probably made a lot of money because at the time DVDs were kind of the thing. Oh yeah, that's true. And that's I mean, true. I can watch that show three, four, five times over and still love it. Exactly. So I, I definitely feel that. And I watch, I started watching it on TV as well too. But I actually, when I found it, I got it on Amazon Prime. But I had to buy it, like buy the little subscription. Mm-hmm. So it's available on that platform too. Great, great. All right, so so since we got that out of the way, what I actually really wanted to mainly focus on in this episode is just that um uh, how so like where do you see this um a uh, Netflix thing? I mean like 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 both the Last Airbender coming onto Netflix and the the live action series. So how do you feel about that now at the moment? I think that. 
it'll take off, to be honest with you. I think, but I guess we could have saw it coming because they had, um, they started like Victorious on there. And Mm -hmm. then Sam and Cat and those other ones. So I kind of, I guess I didn't really think about it, but I think it'll take off pretty well. I, I I really do agree so too because I was even saying so since the show was like over 15 years old now at this point though I was like it's the fan base still there so can we back Netflix up on this one and I've been seeing so many people on Instagram Twitter and TikTok really like this is happening it's coming to Netflix and they're excited and that's great I'm I'm really excited because here I go I'm gonna watch it uh, 30 more times <laughs> so and I was- and I was even tempted to even have like a, a like a Netflix watch party on the Netflix watch party app to just get my friends involved too if they want to mm-hmm. watch it. So like that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, in fact, that's a great extension because I was actually watching another show with one of my friends on a Netflix watch party. That's awesome. So. I guess we can actually go over like a month the first season and like a month. So what do you so let's like let's talk about like what what do you like about mostly about about like the season one and then like the characters? Let's talk about the characters of season one, what you like, and then like things that you got out of everything. I liked the character development because it wasn't too slow, but at the same time it wasn't too fast. So I liked that the um creators pretty much they they had them at the time like Sokka and Katara they had them at their ages but they were able to go back and do like the little flashbacks that they would have yeah but the flashbacks were not like long and drawn out nor were they like way 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 back when they were kids like a baby yeah things like that so they were Mm -hmm. good they were good timing and they didn't come at like inopportune times as well. So it definitely helped the character development. I think now one thing that I didn't I didn't too much like was the fact that it took so long to get to Aang's backstory. Cause what mm. was that? I think, yeah, I think that was like not to like episode like 10 or 11 I think towards the end of the series I, I, I'm not for sure maybe somebody who's watching this podcast later on will like DM us and tell us we're wrong but like I mm-hmm. think it was around that time when and it was kind of around when they went to the air temple when they yeah, ended up at the air temple yeah it was yes. I think it was too not too late but um it was a little later than I would have liked you know the watcher wanted yes. to see how the character developed and I think if they would have put um, all of his childhood and everything in a little bit more towards the beginning, we could have understood a lot more, understood Aang a lot, emotionally, a lot more than we were able to. And then as, but then like, and my main thing is that as the series went on, though, we actually, I mean, as season one went on, we saw how the Fire Nation was actually controlling everything, imprisoning mm-hmm. people of different races and things like that, too. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, was, I did more research on this, though, but then, like, I'd be, I be low-key feeling like people say I'm wrong, though, but, like, I'd be low-key thinking The Last Airbender took some inspiration from the Holocaust, just a tad bit, though, because, mm-hmm. like, the, with the imperialism, with the imperial banners, had how 
how they talk about the fire, the fire nation being the more superior nation, and they became more technologically advanced than all the other nations. Okay. And, and then, like, and how they actually imprisoned people in like in in so called camps. It was really uh-huh. interesting. It was yeah. So like, I really believe that there was actually some Holocaust like a reference in the last Airbender. See, I didn't watch it with more historical type background. And I mean, just, you know, learning about world history, you could do the Holocaust. You could also do like the Chinese dynasties and things like that. Yes. That also incorporate into it. So I'm going to have to watch it with a historical perspective this time, this time over. Exactly. Yes. Hmm. And then I was, and then like, well, like since the last Airbender is what got me into like Japanese culture and like, and I guess there's some Chinese culture thrown there too. There's just, I can't even really list them all though because there's actually a mixture of different Asian cultures in the last Airbender, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like I can't, like a friend of mine watches it. I mean, like he's Asian and he was like the, like there's like Japanese, Chinese, uh, mm. Taiwan, Indian, and then, like, but then, like he said, it was kind of odd how, like, in the but in the water tribe, there was actually like among Eskimos slash Indian mm-hmm. people. And then, and then even the uh, the the Sun Warriors, the original Firebenders, they're actually mm-hmm. Aztecs, Muslim yep. Americans. I thought that was pretty interesting too. I love how literally diverse the Last Airbender is. I I agree. I. I like how um, in these types of shows they like to incorporate all of the cultures and make it very inclusive, but also you know how they all work together, how they all may not work together, how they all solve their problems, you know, like when uh, Zuko and Aang went to the Aztecs, you know, to get the gift of fire. Yeah, that was interesting. That was probably one of my favorite episodes. I know, like I, I feel like we watched that. Now I was actually thinking about that episode today. It just, it was so beautiful the way, the way they that they spit out that fire and mm-hmm. then like. It formed so many different colors that you never thought fire could make. And it was really, like, really gorgeous. Really good animation all around. Really good animation. And, like, with that, even on the psychological and emotional side, how, you know, fire is not anger. It was was life and it was light. So that was a good one, too. It was light warmth. And then... Would you also be interested to see like um, them actually make books, separate books, expanding on the past avatars even before Aang? Yes, most definitely. Most what, definitely. Which one would you be more curious to learn about of the avatars we know about right now? Because I think we, they, they mentioned like Kiyoshi mm-hmm. and then Yank Chen and Roku mm-hmm. and, and Korok. Which one would you really want to be interested in seeing in, um, in, a, in a book? Probably Kiyoshi because she seems very mysterious. See, she is a fan favorite, even though she was like in only two episodes. <laughs> everywhere, I, every, any Avatar video I watch, there's like, we want to learn about, more about Kiyoshi. Where's mm-hmm. Kiyoshi? I'm like, what is with Kiyoshi? I mean, <laughs> I think it's just her mysterious, like, her just being mysterious. Because, I mean, because Avatar Roku was in there, correct, too, correct? And we, we learned a lot about him, though. We did a lot. So, a lot. But you. Yeah, we learned, no, we learned a lot about him from even his childhood to, you know, so his book is pretty much done, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, yes, his, they, they already, yeah, but we should learn more about Kiyoshi. Which I, I, I agree. Which I did really do like the advice she gave Aang towards the end of the series when they were in the spirit world together. She was just like, well, mm-hmm. she, she was like, I'm a... Sometimes, uh, sometimes justice bring peace. And Aang was mm-hmm. like, well, Aang was like, well, you didn't technically kill Chen the Conqueror. He actually mm-hmm. fell to the... Uh, uh, at the end, because he was too afraid, too stubborn to move out the way. But then she mm-hmm. was like, 
it doesn't make a difference. I would have done anything it took to stop him. Justice, mm -hmm. bring peace. And I was like, that's really how it be sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. They do a lot of life lessons on friendships, relationships, just life itself. You know, people, the person as a human, human nature, all types of stuff. All right. So, like, we, uh, so, like, uh, I'm sorry, I keep on saying so, like, but anyway, how long do you want to stay on this podcast? Because I don't want to keep you on here if you have something to do. So, like, I'm a, how long do you want to keep this going? Um, I got a little bit. So we can keep going until we run out of things to talk about. Oh, okay, cool. So let's so let's get down to nitty gritty. Oh, okay, now so what do you think about because like everybody loves Azula. So what do you so how do you feel about her? I really want to get your opinion. Well, how do you feel oh, about Lord. Azula? Uh, <laughs> um, Azula, gosh. Where do we? Yeah, where to begin with her? <laughs> so yeah. much. Um. Oh, I'm honest. I, I didn't like her. I didn't I didn't like her for multiple reasons. First reason because I think she was um she wasn't the best influence, even being like Zuko's younger sister, she wasn't a good uh influence. Or older sister. Oh uh, no no no, she's actually she's a Zuko's little sister. Okay, so she was younger, okay. Yeah, even just being a younger sister, she wasn't, you know, a good influence on him. So mm -hmm. that def I think he, she attributed to a lot of his anger issues and a lot of his um, issues that he had with her, I she's ugh, she's, she's a mess. Like you know, I'm not a fan. I I was never really a fan, especially during uh, her and Zuko's last Agni Kai. It's really, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of that neither. Though, well, mostly because though I would for me though with Azula, I kind of love to hate her though because she's so evil. I'm just like you know what though, I hate you, but then you're really good at what you do, so yeah. I have to respect what you do though. But then she completely lost it in the finale. I, I mean, yeah, like like did. like completely lost it and went full on crazy. There's actually there's actually a scene that they wrote out, but that but Nickelodeon told them to remove that and it, and it never got inside the final cut though. After she. After she attempts to uh, electrocute Katara, but then Zuko jumps in front of her. Though the fire, mm -hmm. the fire sages actually jump in front of her, and like a, and was like Azula, you've broken the rules by attacking an unarmed opponent, and she mm -hmm. actually fire bends them and kills them right there on scene. Oh. And but then like they really, the, the the critters really wanted that scene inside the episode to prove how how mm -hmm. much she has lost it. But then Nickelodeon, because of the censors, they could not air that. Uh... So like, but like, it's that scene is still canon to me though. So like, in my opinion though, she she did completely fully lost it at the end. But the, oh yeah, she did. But the more I learned more about her, I, she had she really did have a rough childhood though because like I felt like she was lightweight lashing out and getting angry because she really did love of her mother. I did feel that a lot. Yeah. So maybe I'm maybe I'm a little slow because I can be a little no, slow. No, cool. we all. But I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand completely what had happened to her mother. Oh, oh. I understood either she left or she okay, died. Here. Which, I actually okay, um, okay, now here. I I read the I actually read the book so I can fill you in right now. You can actually you can actually buy the book if you want to or download it though. I actually I, I have them all. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you after it's done though. But like I'm uh, in the book. The reason why Ursa left the Fire Nation though because like as you remember though when I'm a uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Zuko's dad. Uh, uh, yeah, Ozai. Ozai. Oh my gosh, I should know his name. But Ozai, when he when he went to Azulon and was like, Iroh failed on the siege of Ba Sing Se. So like, make me mm -hmm. the king. And then of course, 
uh, uh, Zulon was like, oh, wait a second, you're going to take the throne from your oldest brother after he just lost his son? Mm-hmm. That one wanted to make you kill your own son as punishment, though. And he was actually willing to do it. He, he, he was going to go through, through mm-hmm. with it because he, he don't even like Zuko in the first place. But then Ursula, Ursula found mm-hmm. out about that and was like, you, you can't kill our son. Okay, here's what I can do. I can make an undead. I can make a deadly, untraceable poison that that people can eat, but then, but then it kills them in their sleep. So, 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 so I'm going to make that uh-huh. for you. You put that in his tea and have him drink it, and then he'll die in his sleep. And then, and then, mm-hmm. and then so she did it though. But then, but then he actually made her um uh, leave the castle because, like, he was like, so since you can do, uh-huh. since you can do that, how do I know you're not going to use that on me if you ever get angry? So, so she actually mm-hmm. leave the castle and be banished permanently. She wanted to take the kids with her, or, 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 or at least at the moment, Zuko, but then he was like, no, he's mm-hmm. collateral, or yeah, yeah, yeah but whatever, though. But then that's why she left. Hmm. Okay. That, that's why wow. she left. Talk about dysfunction, though, but like, yeah, that's why she left. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would like to know. I would like to know more of that story, though. She never, if, if you read the books, though, she never actually really wanted to become part of her, uh, Zuko's mom, Ursa. She never really wanted to become part of the Fire Nation royal family in the first place. She was forced to marry Ozai. Mm. Dang, I guess I need to get into the book. Because I have yes, not there's actually the a book. prequel book that came out like a few years back. I I I've been I, I read it when I'm just really bored though because it's really fascinating though. But like the reason why they chose her to marry Ozai in the first place though because Ursa is actually the granddaughter of Avatar Roku. And the Fire Sages told him if your son mates with her Whose, whose grandfather has mm-hmm. a powerful bloodline, you guys could produce a child who is a, who is, who's a prodigy at firebending. Mm-hmm. And they actually did, Azula a, a came out of that. So, like, it, it worked. Yeah, that's what happened. Wow. It really that's is crazy. crazy. But the, uh, what, I, what I actually really do find interesting, though, is that I'm a, there's actually no filler episodes in The Last Airbender. Actually, every episode is actually significant. Do you agree? Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, I was not disinterested in any episode that I can remember. Nope. And, and, think, and, and I get bad when people say that I'm a, the Avengers, the, the, the Marvel movies, the MCU stuff, that they were, act, they, they were mm-hmm. actually the first people to actually make a, co- to, to make a story that starts at a at the beginning, and then it gradually progresses into one big final battle, but then I have to tell people, you know, Avatar did it first. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar yeah, did, did it first, because people said in, in Avengers Endgame, they managed to actually, every character get their moment to shine, and the finale, nobody feels left out, but I'm like, last ever, last ever did it first, though, because when, when to be honest, though, every person we met throughout the course of the three seasons had their moment to shine in the finale. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of them had like three, four episodes to the well, two, three episodes. And they to still themselves. managed to like them uh, make an impact, especially, especially mm-hmm. though I almost passed out though when I seen the White Lotus literally wreck, <laughs> wreck. I'm mean, like seeing old people wreck down an entire kingdom. And then, like, I was like, this, this has to be the most bad, bad scene I've yeah. ever seen. They kicked so much behind in that episode. They did. That was that was one of my favorite too. Makes me want to be. A member. I know. I actually, I, I well, I am a member now. I actually bought the Lotus Tile. Okay. <laughs> wow. Do they have like groups? You know, like on social media for. I really wish though. You like know, that? They, like, they, there really on? isn't because people post stuff. There's fans for active though, but we don't even really have groups. 
like that to the, to talk about this surprisingly. Well, I I think we will after um what's gonna call it after it comes out. Oh, next definitely week? though, it's going to be actually a palooza. I bet you people go put on their last uh, uh, their their costumes, shave their heads, even put mm-hmm. on the last. I mean, like some airbender tattoos. It's really gonna be awesome. I I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have a Netflix watch party with some people too. I feel that. Awesome! Awesome. All right. There's a. So, is there anything else I think we can even talk about? Oh, one more thing though. I actually really do enjoy though how like a the bending how like how like the bending style though it, it reflects like ancient fighting styles though. But then it actually mm-hmm. like a embodies like a the extension of yourself, like I'm a, you're freeing yourself by moving a yep. rock, you're freeing yourself by like being able to move water or, or, or like shoot fire. It's an it's a beautiful mm-hmm. art though because I love the character Toph though because she was a person with a disability. She's completely blind, but I think it's beautiful how she was able to see what you, what through earthbending. It's funny, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And I I like how they incorporated that too because they didn't just make it like the standard. Oh, everybody can do that. Everybody has all their five senses, and then they brought her in. No, and the yeah. way that she learned and things like that. And then they brought in you know the animals as well. You know, the moles teaching, you know, the original earthbenders. That, and then you have the dragons with the fire. and I It really know. was cool. And the spirits with the water. That is awesome. That, that, that was really awesome. I think I would have to say, though, I'm a, if there was any question I really wish they really could have, like, I'm a, explored more. Like, I really wanted to see, like, I'm a... If they make a like a spinoff series, I want to see like the first few years of the Hundred Year War because you never really see the war really mm-hmm. being active on screen. Because we see we, mm-hmm. we got to see more of the psychological side of what goes into war too, which I think is pretty yep. good because a lot of movies they just show you onslaughts of like like sword battling or gunfighting though. The yes, but like like it was interesting to see the behind the scenes of like how people are processing during the war too, not just on the not just on the water tribe or in the earth kingdom side we got to see what went on in the fire nation houses too how like this how like the war mm-hmm. was damaging people's minds on both sides yeah i think that was good yeah the hundred yeah, I, I would like, like to, to see, see that yeah. you know on, on, on we got to see iroh's you know kind of emotional moment when he lost his son oh oh no that oh, scene yeah. broke me yeah. down you mean tears from the vine falling so so that, that, that was so sad and i had to say to myself I've yeah. watched that scene. Why do people classify The Last Airbender as a kids show? Come on now. Come on now. It really it's is not. not. It, it really, really is isn't. not. Because I, I have to say one more time, how many kids shows you know where the main villain of a, of a TV show wants to use a comic to literally burn down an entire kingdom of people and then, and, and then have him be the supreme ruler of the entire world? That's like some, some right. dictator <laughs> stuff right there. All for... Now, um, do they classify um, Avatar in anime? In anime, that's actually been a yeah. debate for years now, though, because like in, in China, it, it didn't really, it, it never aired in China. But people in China, I mean, in like, I'm sorry, people in Japan, they love the, they freaking love the Last Airbender, and and they claim it as anime. But then people in America was like, well, it's not technically anime because it does not originate in China. I mean, in Japan, because it was produced and made in South America. It has no ties okay. to Japan. 
But then people. But what about Netflix original <laughs> anime that they call anime? Because <laughs> <laughs> they have. I now I like some Netflix originals. Not gonna lie, they have some good. Anime, well, well, but... well, I don't really mess with the original Netflix anime stuff because they're kind of garbage to me. So like, I don't really. But like you, well, you like them. It's not <laughs> it's traditional. Not I like no, nah, I like it because I like um dubbed. I can't watch subbed. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah, but like it, it it's been a debate though. So like you can you can say it's an anime, but then some people might be like, no, it does not come from Japan. But to me, Last Airbender is an anime because it, it's ingrained. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I'm like it's engrossed with Japanese culture, Chinese culture. So it's it's an anime to me. Not, I agree. Would you not to mention one? when Aang took away his fire bending at the end of the season, though when, he, when when their spirits were colliding, it looked like something off of Dragon Ball Z. So like that's an so it's like it, mm-hmm. it's an anime. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you on that one. All right. So I think we actually touched on everything I wanted to talk about, though. So I think whenever we even come back into the podcast again, I think we okay. Now we have to plan what we're going to talk about, though. Okay. So let me see. Well, we can go into season oh, yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, let's go into like. season two next when we start the podcast again. All right. All right. Okay. Perfect. Cool. See you later. All right. See bye. you. Hello. All right. Can you hear me? I can. All right. We are officially all right talking. The podcast has started. I would thought I wasn't for sure you were going to come or not today. I didn't know how to work it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> me neither I had to figure out too but then I actually went to the settings and then it just said invite friends and I was like oh okay it's that simple <laughs> alright but before we even get started though I think we should just like like say our names you know and say why we like the show so like how about you go first and you can tell people you know what you do if you're interested alright you go first so my name is Alexandria or Alex and I'm from Texas and I really like this show because it, when I watched it, like as an older adult, I understood that there was a lot more like spiritual and commitment and loyalty type things going on. So it was interesting to me how, you know, such a, a show at such a young age and that kind of takes place during adolescence for them. Um, appeal to like my everyday life (laughs) and you know learning new things and everything like that all right great all right I'm gonna go okay for I mean I'm gonna go second now Uh, my name is Daniel I'm not gonna put my last name out there just in case somebody wants to look me up or anything but my name is Daniel I'm Mm -hmm. from the Bay Area you know and I'm a my first experience with the show, like I actually seen it on TV, like like years later. I mean, like like I mean, not years later, years ago. I'm not gonna like give my age right now, though. But years ago, either 2007 or 2008, and it never really appealed to me because it was one of the more serious Nickelodeon shows. Because I was only mm-hmm. into I was only into SpongeBob and iCarly on Nickelodeon, and then and then after iCarly comes on, though, then then they air episodes of The Last Airbender. Then it didn't really appeal to me. But then recently. Very, very recently, back in 2018, I actually saw clips of, like, the bendings and the fight scenes. So I actually bought the entire DVD collection, and mm-hmm. it, literally, it literally blew my mind on how good the show was. It's one of those shows where I can watch it a thousand times, I mean, like, over a thousand times, and I can get something new out of, out of it every time I watch it again. And then so That's it's true. just really good. Even now, I was tempted to actually watch it 
again today, but then I was like, no, I'll just wait for it to come on Netflix so I have to mm-hmm. keep on switching CDs. Yep. <laughs> Man, I know you mad that you bought it on CDs and now it's about to be yeah. on Netflix. And I looked it up, though, since The Last Airbender is such a big show. Like, I, I was curious, why wasn't it on any streaming sites like, like Netflix or Hulu? And then I mm-hmm. found out it was mainly because they made so much money off of it on DVD, so Nickelodeon really? didn't want to share... Nickelodeon didn't want to share it with streaming websites for people to like, like get it without paying. That ain't that something. Well, you know what? I'm I'm right there with Nickelodeon on that, but I think they probably made a lot of money because at the time DVDs were kind of the thing. Oh yeah, that's true. And that's I mean, true. I can watch that show three, four, five times over and still love it. Exactly. So I, I definitely feel that. And I watch, I started watching it on TV as well. Too, but I actually when I found it, I got it on Amazon Prime, but I had to buy it, like buy the little subscription. Mm-hmm. So it's available on that platform too. Great, great. All right, so so since we got that out of the way, what I actually really wanted to mainly focus on in this episode is just that um, uh, how so like, where do you see this um a uh, Netflix thing? I mean, like 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 both. The Last Airbender coming onto Netflix and the the live action series. So, how do you feel about that now at the moment? I think that I think it'll take off. To be honest with you, I think. But I guess we could have saw it coming because they had um, they started like Victorious on there, and mm-hmm. then Sam and Cat and those other ones. So I kind of. I, I guess I didn't really think about it, but I think it'll take off pretty well. I, I I really do agree so too because I was even saying so since the show was like over fifteen years old now at this point though I was like it's the fan base still there so can we back Netflix up on this one and I've been seeing so many people on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok really like this is happening. It's coming to Netflix and they're excited, and that's great. I'm I'm really excited because here I go. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, 30 more times. <laughs> so. and, I was, and I was even tempted to even have like a, a like a Netflix watch party on the Netflix watch party app to just get my friends involved too if they want to mm-hmm. watch it. So like that's going to be awesome. Yeah. In fact, that's a great extension because I was actually watching another show with one of my friends on a Netflix watch party. That's awesome. So... I guess we can actually go over like um, uh, the first season and like um, uh, so what do you so let's like let's talk about like what what do you like about mostly about about like the season one and then like the characters let's talk about the characters of season one what you like and then like things that you got out of everything. I liked the character development because it wasn't too slow but at the same time it wasn't too fast so I liked that the um, creators pretty much they they had them at the time like Sokka and Katara they had them at their ages but they were able to go back and do like the little flashbacks that they would have yeah but the flashbacks were not like long and drawn out nor were they like way 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 back when they were kids like a baby yeah and things like that so they were Mm -hmm. good they were good timing and they didn't come at like inopportune times as well. So it definitely helped the character development. I think now one thing that I didn't 
I didn't too much like was the fact that it took so long to get to Aang's backstory. Because what mm. was that? I think, yeah, I think that was like not to like episode like 10 or 11, I think, towards the end of the series. I, I, I'm not for sure. Maybe somebody who's watching this podcast later on will like DM us and tell us we're wrong. But like, I mm-hmm. think it was around that time. When, and it was kind of around when they went to the air temple. When they yeah, ended up yeah. at the air temple. Yeah, it was, yes. I think it was too, not too late, but um, it was a little later than I would have liked. You know, as a watcher, wanting yes. to see how the character developed. And I think if they would have put um, all of his childhood and everything in a little bit more towards the beginning, we could have understood a lot more, understood Aang a lot, emotionally, a lot more than we were able to. And then as, but then like, and my main thing is that as the series went on, though, we actually, I mean, as season one went on, we saw how the Fire Nation was actually controlling everything, imprisoning mm-hmm. people of different races and things like that, too. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, w- I did more research on this, though. But then, like, I be, I be low-key feeling like people say I'm wrong, though. But, like, I be low-key thinking The Last Airbender took some inspiration from the Holocaust, just a tad bit, though, because, mm-hmm. like, the, with the imperialism, with the imperial banners, had how... How they talk about the fire, the fire nation being the more superior nation, and they became more technologically advanced than all the other nations. Okay. It, and then, like, and how they actually imprisoned people in like in, in so-called camps. It was really uh-huh. interesting. It was yeah. So like, I really believe that there was actually some Holocaust, like a reference in the Last Airbender. See, I didn't watch it with a more historical type background. And I mean, just, you know, learning about world history, you could do the Holocaust. You could also do like the Chinese dynasties and things like that. Yes. That also incorporate into it. So I'm going to have to watch it with a historical perspective this time, this time over. Exactly. Yes. Hmm. And then I was, and then like, well, like since the last airbender is what got me into like Japanese culture and like, and I guess there's some Chinese culture thrown there too. There's just, I can't even really list them all though. Cause there's actually a mixture of different Asian cultures in the last airbender, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like I can't, like a friend of mine watches it. I mean, like he's Asian and he was like the, like there's like Japanese, Chinese, uh, mm-hmm. Taiwan, Indian. And then, like, but then, like, he said, it was kind of odd how, like, in the, but in the water tribe, there was actually, like, among Eskimos slash Indian mm-hmm. people. And then, and then even the, uh, the, the Sun Warriors, the original firebenders, they're actually mm-hmm. Aztecs, Muslim yep. Americans. I thought that was pretty interesting, too. I love how literally diverse the last airbender is. I, I agree. I, I like how um, in these types of shows, they like to incorporate all of the cultures and make it very inclusive. But also, you know, how they all work together, how they all may not work together, how they all solve their problems, you know. Like when uh, Zuko and Aang went to the Aztecs, you know, to get the gift of fire. Yeah, That was interesting. That was probably one of my favorite episodes. I know. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like we watched that now. I was actually thinking about that episode today. It, just, it was so beautiful, the way, the way they, the, the, they spit out that fire. And mm-hmm. then, like, it formed so many different colors that you never thought fire could make. And it was really... Like, really gorgeous. Really good animation all around. Really good animation. And, like, with that, even on the psychological and emotional side, how, you know, fire is not anger. It was life, and it was light. So that was a good one, too. It was light, warm. And then, 
Would you also be interested to see like um, them actually make books, separate books, expanding on the past avatars even before Aang? Yes, most definitely. Most what, definitely. Which one would you be more curious to learn about of the avatars we know about right now? Because I think we, they, they mentioned like Kiyoshi mm-hmm. and then Yank Chen and Roku mm-hmm. and, and Korok. Which one would you really want to be interested in seeing in, um, in, a, in a book? Probably Kiyoshi because she seems very mysterious. See, she is a fan favorite, even though she was like in only two episodes. <laughs> everywhere, I, every, any Avatar video I watch, there is like, we want to learn about, more about Kiyoshi. Where's Kiyoshi? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is with Kiyoshi? I mean, <laughs> I think it's just her mysterious, like her just being mysterious. Because, I mean, because Avatar Roku was in there, correct, too, correct? And we, we learned a lot about him, though. We did a lot. So, a lot. But you, yeah, we learned, no, we learned a lot about him from even his childhood to, you know, so his book is pretty much done, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, yes, his, they, they already, yeah, but we should learn more about Kiyoshi. Which I, I, I agree. Which I did really do like the advice she gave Aang towards the end of the series when they were in the spirit world together. She was just like, well, mm-hmm. she, she was like, I'm a, sometimes, uh, sometimes justice bring peace. And Aang was mm-hmm. like, well, Aang was like, well, you didn't technically kill Chen the Conqueror. He actually fell mm-hmm. to the, uh, uh at the end because he was too afraid too stubborn to move out the way but then she mm-hmm. was like it doesn't make a difference I would have done anything it took to stop him justice mm-hmm. bring peace and I was like that's really how it be sometimes yeah mm-hmm. it is they do a lot of life lessons on friendships relationships just life itself you know people the person as a human human nature all types of stuff alright so like we uh, so like uh, I'm sorry, I keep on saying so like, but anyway, how long do you want to stay on this podcast? Because I don't want to keep you on here if you have something to do. So like, um, uh, how long do you want to keep this going? Um, I got a little bit. So we can keep going until we run out of things to talk about. Oh, okay, cool. So let's so let's get down to nitty gritty. Oh, okay, now, so what do you think about, because like, everybody loves Azula. So what do you, so how do you feel about her? I really want to get your opinion. Well, how do you feel oh, about Lord. Azula? Uh. <laughs> Um, Azula, gosh. Where do we, yeah, where to begin with her? So yeah. much. Um, oh, I'll be honest, I, I didn't like her. I didn't, I didn't like her for multiple reasons. First of reason, because I think she was, um, she wasn't the best influence, even being like Zuko's younger sister. She wasn't a good uh, influence, or older sister. Uh, no, no, no. She's actually, she's Azuko's little sister. Okay, so she was younger. Okay. Yeah, even just being a younger sister, she wasn't, you know, a good influence on him. So mm-hmm. that def- I think he, she attributed to a lot of his anger issues and a lot of his um, issues that he had. With her, I, she's, ugh, <laughs> she's a mess. Like, you know, I'm not a fan. I, I was never really a fan. Especially during uh, her and Zuko's last Agni Kai. Really, I wasn't a fan fan of that neither. Though, well, mostly because though I would for me though with Azula, I kind of love to hate her though because she's so evil. I'm just like you know what though, I hate you, but then you're really good (laughs) at what you do, so I have to respect what you do though. But then she completely lost it in the finale. I mean, like 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 completely lost it and went full on crazy. There's actually there's actually a scene. That they wrote out, but that but Nickelodeon told them to remove that, and it, and it never got inside the final cut. Though after she 
after she attempts to uh, electrocute Katara, but then Zuko jumps in front of her, though the fire mm-hmm. st- the fire sages actually jump in front of her and like a and was like Azula, you've broken the rules by attacking an unarmed opponent, and she mm-hmm. actually fire bends them and kills them right there on scene. Oh. And but then like they really the, the the critics really wanted that scene inside the episode to prove how how mm-hmm. much she has lost it. But then Nickelodeon, because of the censors, they could not air that. Oh. So like, but like, it's, that seems still canon to me though. So like, in my opinion though, she she did completely fully lost it at the end. But oh the, yeah, she did. But the more I learned more about her, I, she had she really did have a rough childhood though, because like I felt like she was lightweight lashing out and getting angry because she really did love of her mother. I did feel that a lot. Yeah. So maybe I'm maybe I'm a little slow because I'm I can be a little no, slow. No, cool. we all. But I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand completely what had happened to her mother. Oh, oh. I under either she left or she okay, died. Here. Which, I actually okay, um, okay, now here. I I read the I actually read the book so I can fill you in right now. You can actually you can actually buy the book if you want to or download it though. I actually I I have them all. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you after it's done though. But like I'm uh, in the book. The reason why Ursa left the Fire Nation though, because like as you remember though, when I'm a uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Zuko's dad. Uh, uh, yeah, Ozai. Oh, Ozai. Oh my gosh, I should know his name. But Ozai, when he when he went to Azulon and was like, Iro failed on the siege of Boxing Say, so like make me mm-hmm. the king. And then of course, uh, uh, Azulon was like, oh, Wait a second, you're gonna take the throne from your oldest brother after he just lost his son. Mm-hmm. That won't make you kill your own son as punishment, though. And he was actually willing to do it. He, he, he was going to go through, through mm-hmm. with it because he, he don't even like Zuko in the first place. But then Ursula, Ursula found mm-hmm. out about that and was like, you can't kill our son. Okay, here's what I can do. I can make, an undead, I can make a deadly, untraceable poison that, that people can eat, but then it kills them in their sleep. So, 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 so I'm going to make that uh-huh. for you. You put that in his tea and have him drink it, and then he'll die in his sleep. And then, and then, mm-hmm. and then so she did it, though, but then, but then he actually made her... Um, uh, leave the castle because, like, he was like, "So since you can do, um, since you can do that, how do I know you're not going to use that on me if you ever get angry?" So, so she mm-hmm. actually leave the castle and be banished permanently. No. She wanted to take the kids with her, or, 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 or at least at the moment, Zuko. But then he was like, "No, he's mm-hmm. collateral, or yeah, yeah, yeah but whatever." Though, but then that's why she left. Hmm. Okay, that, that's why wow. she left. Talk about dysfunction, though. But like, yeah, that's why she left. <laughs> I know. I would like to know. I would like to know more of that story, though. She never. If, if you read the books, though, she never actually really wanted to become part of uh, Zuko's mom, Ursa. She never really wanted to become part of the Fire Nation royal family in the first place. She was forced to marry Ozai. Mm. Dang, I guess I need to get into the book because I have yes, not there's read actually the a prequel book that came out like a few years back. I, I I've been I, I read it when I'm just really bored because it's really fascinating though. But like the reason why they chose her to marry Ozai in the first place though because Ursa is actually the granddaughter of Avatar Roku, and the Fire Sages told him if your son mates with her, whose whose grandfather has mm-hmm. a powerful bloodline, you guys could produce a child who is a, who is who's a prodigy at firebending, mm-hmm. and they actually did. Uh, uh, Zula came out of that, so like it, it worked. Yeah, that's what happened. Wow, it really that's is crazy. crazy. But the, uh, what I what I actually really do find interesting, though, is that I'm a, there's actually no filler episodes in the Last Airbender. Actually, every episode is actually significant. Do you agree? Oh, 100 percent. 
100%. Like, I was not disinterested in any episode that I can remember. Nope. And, and mm. think, and, and I get bad when people say that I'm a, the Avengers, the, the, the Marvel movies, the MCU stuff, that they were, act, they, they were mm-hmm. actually the first people to actually make a co- to, to make a story that starts at, a, at the beginning and then it gradually progresses into one big final battle. But then I have to tell people, you know, Avatar did it first. Yeah, Avatar yeah, did it first because people said in, in Avengers Endgame they managed to actually every character get their moment to shine in the finale nobody feels left out but I'm like last ever last ever to do the first though because when do you want to be honest though every person we met throughout the course of the three seasons had their moment to shine in the finale mm-hmm. and they had a lot of them had like three four episodes to their, well two three episodes and they still themselves. managed to like them uh, make an impact especially Especially mm-hmm. though, I almost passed out though when I seen the White Lotus literally wreck, <laughs> wreck. I'm mean, like seeing old people wreck down an entire kingdom, and then like I was like, this, this has to be the most bad, bad scene I've yeah. ever. They kicked so much behind in that episode. They did. That was that was one of my favorite too. Makes me want to be. A I know. I actually, I, I well, I am a member now. I actually bought the Lotus tile. Okay. <laughs> wow. Do they have like groups? You know, like on social media for I really wish though, you know, like that, that, that there really on. isn't because people post stuff, there's fans, we're active though, but we don't even really have groups like that to be, to talk about this surprisingly. Well, I I think we will after um whatchamacallit? After it comes out. Oh, definitely week? though. It's going to be actually a palooza. I bet you people go put on their last uh, uh, their, their costumes, shave their heads. Even put on the last—I mean, like some Airbender tattoos—is really going to be awesome. I I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have a Netflix watch party with some people too. I feel that. Awesome, awesome. All right, there's um. So, is there anything else? I think we can even talk about. Oh, one more thing though. I actually really do enjoy though how like I'm a the bending how like how like the bending style though it, it reflects like ancient fighting styles though but then it actually mm-hmm. like a embodies like a the extension of yourself like a you're freeing yourself by moving a yep. rock you're freeing yourself by like being able to move water or, or, or like shoot fire it's an it's a beautiful mm-hmm. art though because I love the character Toph though because she was a person with a disability she's completely blind but I think it's beautiful how she was able to see with through earthbending, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I I like how they incorporated that too because they didn't just make it like the standard. Oh, everybody can do that. Everybody has all their five senses, and then they brought her in. No, and the yeah. way that she learned and things like that. And then they brought in you know the animals as well. You know the moles teaching you know the original earthbenders. That, and then you have the dragons with the fire and. I it really was cool. cool. And the spirits with the water. That is awesome. That 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 was really awesome. I think I would have to say though, I'm a, if there was any question I really wish they really could have like I'm a, explored more. Like I really wanted to see like I'm a, if they make a like a spin-off series, I want to see like the first few years of the Hundred Year War. Because you never really see the war 
really being mm. active on screen because we see we, mm-hmm. we got to see more of the psychological side of what goes into war too which I think is pretty yep. good because a lot of movies they just show you onslaughts of like like sword battling or gunfighting though the yes war, but like like it was interesting to see the behind the scenes of like how people are processing during the war too not just on the not just on the water tribe or in the earth kingdom side we got to see what went on in the fire nation houses too how like this how like the war mm-hmm. was damaging people's minds on both sides yeah, I think that was good. Yeah, the hundred. Yeah, I would, I would like, like to see, see that. Yeah. you know, on, on, on we got to see Iroh's, you know, kind of emotional moment when he lost his son. Oh, oh, now that oh, scene yeah. broke yeah. me down. You mean tears from the vine falling so so? That, was that, that was so sad. And I had to say to myself, after yeah. watching that scene, why do people classify the last Airbender as a kids show? Come on now, come on now. It really it's is not. not. It, it really is isn't. not. Because I have to say one more time, that how many kids shows you know where the main villain of a, of a TV show wants to use a comet to literally burn down an entire kingdom of people and then, and, and then have him be the supreme ruler of the entire world? That's like some, some nice. dictator stuff right there. <laughs> Off. Now, um, do they classify um, Avatar in as anime? an anime? That's actually been a yeah. debate for years now, though, because like in, in China... It, it didn't really, it, it never aired in China, but people in China, I mean, in like, I'm sorry, people in Japan, they love, the, they freaking love The Last Airbender. And, and they claim it as anime, but then people in America was like, well, it's not technically anime because it does not originate in China. I mean, in Japan, because it was produced and made in South America. It has no ties okay. to Japan. But then people... But what about Netflix original <laughs> anime that they call anime? <laughs> Cause they have, I now I like some Netflix originals. Not gonna lie, they have some good. Well, 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 I don't really mess with the original Netflix anime stuff because they're kind of garbage to me. So like, I don't really. But like you, well, you like them. It's not traditional. I like no, I like it because I like um, dubbed. I can't watch sub. (laughs) I'm one of those. Yeah, but like it—it's been a debate though. So like you can you can say it's an anime, but then some people might be like, no, it does not come from Japan. But to me, Last Airbender is an anime because it—it's ingrained. It, it, I'm like it's engrossed with Japanese culture, Chinese culture. So it's it's an anime to me. Not, I agree. Would you not to mention one? when Aang took away his fire bending at the end of the season though, when when, when their spirits were colliding. It looked like something off of Dragon Ball Z. So, like, that's an so I like it, it's mm-hmm. an anime. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you on that one. All right. So, I think we actually touched on everything I wanted to talk about, though. So, I think whenever we even come back into the podcast again, I think we okay. Now we have to plan what we're going to talk about, though. Okay. So, let me see. Well, we can go into season oh, yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go into like. season two next when we start the podcast again. All right. All right. Okay, perfect. cool. See you later. All right, See bye. See you. Hello. All right, can you hear me? I can. All right. We are officially all right, talking. The podcast has started. I would thought I wasn't for sure you were going to come or not today. I didn't know how to work it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Me neither. I had to figure out two, but then I actually went to the settings, and then it just said invite friends, and I was like, oh, okay, it's that simple. (laughs) 
All right, but before we even get started, though, I think we should just, like, like say our names, you know, and say why we like the show. So, like, how about you go first, and you can tell people, you know, what you do if you're interested. All right, you go first. So, my name is Alexandria, or Alex, and I'm from Texas, and I really like this show because it, when I watched it, like, as an older adult, I understood that there was a lot more, like, spiritual and commitment and loyalty type things going on. So it was interesting to me how, you know, such a a show at such a young age and that kind of takes place during adolescence for them um, appealed to, like, my everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, learning new things and everything like that. All right, great. All right. I'm finna go, okay, first, I mean, I'm finna go second now. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm not going to put my last name out there just in case somebody wants to look me up or anything. But my name is Daniel. I'm mm-hmm. from the Bay Area, you know. And I'm, uh, my first experience with the show, like, I actually seen it on TV, like, like years later. I mean, like, like I mean, not years later, years ago. I'm not going to, like, give my age right now. It'll be years ago, either 2007 or 2008. And it never really appealed to me because it was one of the more serious Nickelodeon shows because I was only mm-hmm. into I was only into SpongeBob and iCarly on Nickelodeon and then and then after iCarly comes on though then then they air episodes of The Last Airbender then it didn't really appeal to me but then recently very very recently back in 2018 I actually saw clips of like the bendings and the fight scenes so I actually bought the entire DVD collection and mm-hmm. it literally it literally blew my mind on how good the show was. It's one of those shows where I can watch it a thousand times. I mean, like over a thousand times and I can get something new out of, out of it every time I watch it again. And then, so That's it's true. just really good. Even now I was tempted to actually watch it again today, but then I was like, no, I'll just wait for it to come on Netflix. So I mm-hmm. keep on switching CDs. Yep. <laughs> Man, I know you mad that you bought it on CDs and now it's about to be yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> And I looked it up though, since the last Airbender is such a big show. Like I, I was curious, why wasn't it on any streaming sites like like Netflix or Hulu? And then I mm-hmm. found out it was mainly because they made so much money off of it on DVD. So Nickelodeon really? didn't want to share. Nickelodeon didn't want to share it with streaming websites for people to like like get it without paying. That ain't that something. Well, you know what? I'm I'm right there with Nickelodeon on that, but I think. They probably made a lot of money because at the time DVDs were kind of the thing. Oh yeah, that's true. And that's I mean, true. I can watch that show three, four, five times over and still love it. Exactly. So I, I definitely feel that. And I watch, I started watching it on TV as well too. But I actually, when I found it, I got it on Amazon Prime. But I had to buy it, like buy the little subscription. Mm-hmm. So it's available on that platform too. Great, great. All right, so so since we got that out of the way, what I actually really wanted to mainly focus on in this episode is just that um uh, how so like where do you see this um a uh, Netflix thing? I mean like 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 both the Last Airbender coming onto Netflix and the the live action series. So how do you feel about that now at the moment? I think that. I think it'll take off, to be honest with you. I think, but I guess we could have saw it coming because they had, um, they started like Victorious on there and Mm -hmm. then Sam and Cat and those other ones. So I kind of, I guess I didn't really think about it, but I think it'll take off pretty well. 
I, I, I really do agree so too because I was even saying so since the show was like over 15 years old now at this point though I was like it's the fan base still there so can we back Netflix up on this one and I've been seeing so many people on Instagram Twitter and TikTok really like this is happening it's coming to Netflix and they're excited and that's great I'm, I'm really excited because here I go I'm going to watch it uh, 30 more times <laughs> so and I was- and I was even tempted to even have like a, a like a Netflix watch party on the Netflix watch party app to just get my friends involved too if they want to mm-hmm. watch it. So like that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, in fact, that's a great extension because I was actually watching another show with one of my friends on a Netflix watch party. That's awesome. So. I guess we can actually go over like a month the first season and like a month. So what do you so let's like let's talk about like what what do you like about mostly about about like the season one and then like the characters? Let's talk about the characters of season one, what you like, and then like things that you got out of everything. I liked the character development because it wasn't too slow, but at the same time it wasn't too fast. So I liked that the um creators pretty much they they had them at the time like Sokka and Katara they had them at their ages but they were able to go back and do like the little flashbacks that they would have yeah but the flashbacks were not like long and drawn out nor were they like way 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 back when they were kids like a baby yeah and things like that so they were Mm -hmm. good they were good timing and they didn't come at like inopportune times as well. So it definitely helped the character development. I think now one thing that I didn't I didn't too much like was the fact that it took so long to get to Aang's backstory. Cause what mm. was that? I think yeah, I think that was like not to like episode like 10 or 11 I think towards the end of the series I, I, I'm not for sure maybe somebody who's watching this podcast later on will like DM us and tell us we're wrong but like I mm-hmm. think it was around that time when and it was kind of around when they went to the air temple when they yeah, ended up at the air temple yeah it was yes. I think it was too not too late but um it was a little later than I would have liked you know the watcher wanted yes. to see how the character developed and I think if they would have put um, all of his childhood and everything in a little bit more towards the beginning, we could have understood a lot more, understood Aang a lot, emotionally, a lot more than we were able to. And then as, but then like, and my main thing is that as the series went on, though, we actually, I mean, as season one went on, we saw how the Fire Nation was actually controlling everything, imprisoning mm-hmm. people of different races and things like that, too. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, was, I did more research on this, though, but then, like, I'd be, I'd be low-key feeling like people say I'm wrong, though, but, like, I'd be low-key thinking The Last Airbender took some inspiration from the Holocaust, just a tad bit, though, because, mm-hmm. like, the, with the imperialism, with the imperial banners, had how... How they talk about the fire, the fire nation being the more superior nation, and they became more technologically advanced than all the other nations. Okay. And, and then, like, and how they actually imprisoned people in like in, in so-called camps. It was really uh-huh. interesting. It was yeah. So like, I really believe that there was actually some Holocaust, like, I'm a reference in the Last Airbender. See, I didn't watch it with a more historical type background, 
And I mean, just, you know, learning about world history, you could do the Holocaust. You could also do like the Chinese dynasties and things like that. Yes. That also incorporate into it. So I'm going to have to watch it with a historical perspective this time, this time over. Exactly. Yes. Hmm. And then I was, and then like, well, like since the last airbender is what got me into like Japanese culture and like, and I guess there's some Chinese culture thrown there too. There's just, I can't even really list them all though. Cause there's actually a mixture of different Asian cultures in the last airbender, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like I can't, like a friend of mine watches it. I mean, like he's Asian. Then he was like the, like there's like Japanese, Chinese, uh, mm. Taiwan, Indian, and then, like, but then, like, he said, it was kind of odd how, like, in the, but in the water tribe, there is actually, like, among Eskimos slash Indian mm-hmm. people. And then, and then even the, uh, the, the sun warriors, the original firebenders, they're actually mm-hmm. Aztecs, Muslim yep. Americans. I thought that was pretty interesting, too. I love how literally diverse the last airbender is. I, I agree. I, I like how um, in these types of shows, they like to incorporate all of the cultures and make it very inclusive. But also, you know, how they all work together, how they all may not work together, how they all solve their problems, you know, like when uh, Zuko and Aang went to the Aztecs, you know, to get the gift of fire. Yeah, that was interesting. That was probably one of my favorite episodes. I know. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like we watched that now. I was actually thinking about that episode today. It just it was so beautiful the way, the way they the, the, they spit out that fire and mm-hmm. then like it formed so many different colors that you never thought fire could make. And it was really, like, really gorgeous. Really good animation all around. Really good animation. And, like, with that, even on the psychological and emotional side, how, you know, fire is not anger. It was was life, and it was light. So that was a good one, too. It was light, warm. And then... Would you also be interested to see like um, them actually make books, separate books, expanding on the past avatars even before Aang? Yes, most definitely. Most what, definitely. Which one would you be more curious to learn about of the avatars we know about right now? Because I think we, they, they mentioned like Kiyoshi mm-hmm. and then Yank Chen and Roku mm-hmm. and, and Korok. Which one would you really want to be interested in seeing in, um, in, a, in a book? Probably Kiyoshi because she seems very mysterious. See, she is a fan favorite, even though she was like in only two episodes. <laughs> everywhere, I, every, any Avatar video I watch, there is like, we want to learn about, more about Kiyoshi. Where's mm-hmm. Kiyoshi? I'm like, what is with Kiyoshi? I mean, <laughs> I think it's just her mysterious, like her just being mysterious. Because, I mean, because Avatar Roku was in there, correct, too, correct? And we, we learned a lot about him, though. We did a lot. So, a lot. But you, yeah, we learned, no, we learned a lot about him from even his childhood to, you know, so his book is pretty much done, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, yes, his, they, they already, yeah, but we should learn more about Kiyoshi. Which I, I, I agree. Which I did really do like the advice she gave Aang towards the end of the series when they were in the spirit world together. She was just like, well, mm-hmm. she, she was like, I'm a... Sometimes, uh, sometimes justice bring peace. And Aang was mm-hmm. like, well, Aang was like, well, you didn't technically kill Chen the Conqueror. He actually mm-hmm. fell to the uh, uh, at the end because he was too afraid, too stubborn to move out the way. But then she mm-hmm. was like, it doesn't make a difference. I would have done anything it took to stop him. Justice mm-hmm. bring peace. And I was like, that's really how it be sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. They do a lot of life lessons on friendships, relationships, just life itself. You know, people, the person as a human, human nature, all types of stuff. All right. So, like, we, uh, so, like, 
uh, I'm sorry, I keep on saying so like, but anyway, how long do you want to stay on this podcast? Because I don't want to keep you on here if you have something to do. So like, I'm a, how long do you want to keep this going? Um, I got a little bit. So we can keep going until we run out of things to talk about. Oh, okay, cool. So let's so let's get down to nitty gritty. Oh, okay, now so what do you think about because like everybody loves Azula. So what do you so how do you feel about her? I really want to get your opinion. Well, how do you feel oh, about Lord. Azula? Uh, <laughs> um, Azula, gosh. Where do we? Yeah, where to begin with her? <laughs> so yeah. much. Um. Oh, I mean, I I didn't like her. I didn't. I didn't like her for multiple reasons. First reason because I think she was um she wasn't the best influence even being like Zuko's younger sister. She wasn't a good uh influence or older sister. Oh no no no, she's actually she's a Zuko's little sister. Okay, so she was younger. Okay. Yeah, even just being a younger sister, she wasn't, you know, a good influence on him. So mm-hmm. that def- I think he, she attributed to a lot of his anger issues and a lot of his um issues that he had. With her, I, she's, ugh, she's a mess. Like, you know, I'm not a fan. I I was never really a fan, especially during uh, her and Zuko's last Agni Kai. Really, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of that, neither, though. Well, mostly because, though, I would, for me, though, with Azula, I kind of love to hate her, though, because she's so evil. I'm just like, you know what, though, I hate you, but then you're really good at what you do, so I have to respect what you do, though. But then she completely lost it, in the finale, As, I yes, mean, like, like, did. like, completely lost it and went full on crazy. There's actually, there's actually a scene that they wrote out, but that, but, that, but Nickelodeon told them to remove that, and it, and it never got inside the final cut. Though after she, after she attempts to uh, electrocute Katara, but then Zuko jumps in front of her. Though the fire, mm-hmm. the, the fire sages actually jump in front of her. And like a, and was like Azula, you've broken the rules by attacking an unarmed opponent, and she mm-hmm. actually firebends them and kills them right there on scene. Oh. And but then like they really, the, the the critters really wanted that scene inside the episode to prove how how mm-hmm. much she has lost it. But then Nickelodeon, because of the censors, they could not air that. Uh... So like, but like it's that scene is still canon to me though. So like in my opinion though, she she did completely fully lost it at the end. But the, oh yeah, she did. But the more I learned more about her, I, she had she really did have a rough childhood though, because like I felt like she was lightweight lashing out and getting angry because she really did love of her mother. I did feel that a lot. Yeah. So maybe I'm maybe I'm a little slow because I can be a little no, slow. No, cool. we all. But I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand completely what had happened to her mother. Oh. oh. I understand either she left or she okay, died. Here. Which, I actually, okay, um, okay, now here. I, I read the I actually read the book so I can fill you in right now. You can actually you can actually buy the book if you want to or download it though. I actually I, I have them all mm-hmm. tell you after it's done though. But like I'm in the book, the reason why Ursa left the Fire Nation though, because like as you remember though, when I'm uh, uh what's his name? Uh, uh Zuko's dad. Uh, uh, yeah, Ozai. Ozai. Oh my gosh, I should know his name. But Ozai, when he when he went to Azulon and was like, Iroh failed on the siege of Ba Sing Se, so like make me mm-hmm. the king. And then of course, uh, uh Azulon was like, uh, wait a second, you're gonna take the throne from your oldest brother after he just lost his son. Mm-hmm. That one was to make you kill your own son as punishment, though. And he was actually willing to do it. He, he, he was going to go through, through mm-hmm. with it because he, he don't even like Zuko in the first place. But then Ursula, Ursula found mm-hmm. out about that and was like, you, you can't kill our son. Okay, here's what I can do. 
I can make an undead. I can make a deadly, untraceable poison that that people can eat, but then it kills them in their sleep. So, 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 so I'm going to make that uh-huh. for you. You put that in his tea and have him drink it, and then he'll die in his sleep. And then, and then, mm-hmm. and then so she did it though. But then, but then he actually made her um uh, leave the castle because, like, he was like, so since you can do, mm-hmm. since you can do that, how do I know you're not going to use that on me if you ever get angry? So, so she actually mm-hmm. the castle and be banished permanently. She wanted to take the kids with her, or, 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 or at least at the moment, Zuko, but then he was like, no, he's mm-hmm. collateral, or yeah, yeah, yeah but whatever, though. But then that's why she left. Hmm. Okay. That, that's why wow. she left. Talk about dysfunction, though, but like, yeah, that's why she left. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would like to know. I would like to know more of that story, though. She never, if, if you read the books, though, she never actually really wanted to become part of her, uh, Zuko's mom, Ursa. She never really wanted to become part of the Fire Nation royal family in the first place. She was forced to marry Ozai. Mm. Dang, I guess I need to get into the book. Because I have yes, not there's actually the a book. prequel book that came out like a few years back. I I, I've been, I, I read it when I'm just really bored because it's really fascinating though. But like the reason why they chose her to marry Ozai in the first place is because Ursa is actually the granddaughter of Avatar Roku. And the Fire Sages told him, if your son mates with her, Whose, whose grandfather has mm-hmm. a powerful bloodline, you guys could produce a child who is a, who is, who's a prodigy at firebending. Mm-hmm. And they actually did, Azula a, a came out of that. So, like, it, it worked. Yeah, that's what happened. Wow. It really that's is crazy. crazy. But the, uh, what, I, what I actually really do find interesting, though, is that I'm a, there's actually no filler episodes in The Last Airbender. Actually, every episode is actually significant. Do you agree? Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, I was not disinterested in any episode that I can remember. Nope. And, and, think, and, and I get bad when people say that I'm a, the Avengers, the, the, the Marvel movies, the MCU stuff, that they were, act, they, they were mm-hmm. actually the first people to actually make a, co- to, to make a story that starts at a at the beginning, and then it gradually progresses into one big final battle, but then I have to tell people, you know, Avatar did it first. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar yeah, did, did it first, because people said in, in Avengers Endgame, they managed to actually, every character get their moment to shine, and the finale, nobody feels left out, but I'm like, last ever, last ever did it first, though, because when, when to be honest, though, every person we met throughout the course of the three seasons had their moment to shine in the finale. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of them had like three, four episodes to the well, two, three episodes. And they to still themselves. managed to like them uh, make an impact, especially, especially mm-hmm. though I almost passed out though when I seen the White Lotus literally wreck, <laughs> wreck. I'm mean, like seeing old people wreck down an entire kingdom. And then, like, I was like, this, this has to be the most bad, bad scene I've yeah. ever seen. They kicked so much behind in that episode. They did. That was that was one of my favorite too. Makes me want to be. A member. I know. I actually, I, I well, I am a member now. I actually bought the Lotus Tile. Okay. <laughs> wow. Do they have like groups? You know, like on social media for. I really wish though. You like know, that? They, like, there really know? isn't because people post stuff. There's fans for active though, but we don't even really have groups like that to be, to talk about hmm. this surprisingly. Well, I I think we will after um what's call it after it comes out. Oh, next definitely week? though, it's going to be actually a palooza. I bet you people go put on their last uh, uh, their their costumes, shave their heads, even put mm-hmm. on the last. I mean, like some Airbender tattoos. It's really going to be awesome. Yeah, 
I I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have a Netflix watch party with some people too. I feel that. Awesome, awesome. All right, there's um. So, is there anything else? I think we can even talk about. Oh, one more thing though. I actually really do enjoy though how like I'm a the bending how like how like the bending style though it, it reflects like ancient fighting styles though but then it actually mm-hmm. like I'm a embodies like I'm a the extension of yourself like I'm a you're freeing yourself by moving a yep. rock you're freeing yourself by like being able to move water or, or, or like shoot fire it's an it's a beautiful mm-hmm. art though because I love the character Toph though because she was a person with a disability she's completely blind but I think it's beautiful how she was able to see with through earthbending, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I I like how they incorporated that too because they didn't just make it like the standard. Oh, everybody can do that. Everybody has all their five senses, and then they brought her in. No, and the yeah. way that she learned and things like that. And then they brought in you know the animals as well. You know the moles teaching you know the original earthbenders that, and then you have the dragons with the fire and. I it really was cool. cool. And the spirits with the water. That is awesome. That 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 was really awesome. I think I would have to say though, I'm um, if there was any question I really wish they really could have like um uh, explored more. Like I really wanted to see like um uh, if they make a like a spin-off series, I want to see like the first few years of the Hundred Year War. Because you never really see the war really being mm-hmm. active on screen. Because we see, we, mm-hmm. we got to see more of the psychological side of what goes into war too, which I think is pretty yep. good because a lot of movies, they just show you onslaughts of like, like sword battling or gunfighting though, the yes. But like, like, it was interesting to see the behind the scenes of like how people are processing during the war too. Not just on the, not just on the water tribe or in the Earth Kingdom side, we got to see what went on in the Fire Nation houses too. How like, this, how like the war mm-hmm. was damaging people's minds on both sides. Yeah, I think that was good. Yeah, the hundred. Yeah, I, I would like, like to see, see that. Yeah. You know, on, on, on we got to see Iroh's, you know, kind of emotional moment when he lost his son. Oh, oh, now that oh, scene yeah. broke me yeah. down. You mean tears from the vine falling so so? That, that, that was so sad. And I had to say to myself after yeah. watching that scene, why do people classify the last Airbender as a kids show? Come on now, come on now. It really it's is not. not. It, it really is isn't. not. Because I have to say one more time, how many kids shows you know where the main villain of a, of a TV show wants to use a comic to literally burn down an entire kingdom of people and then, and, and then have him be the supreme ruler of the entire world? That's like some, some right. dictator <laughs> stuff right there. Off. Now, um, do they classify um, Avatar in as anime? an anime? That's actually been a yeah. debate for years now, though, because like in, in China... It, it didn't really, it, it never aired in China, but people in China, I mean, in like, I'm sorry, people in Japan, they love, the, they freaking love The Last Airbender. And, and they claim it as anime, but then people in America was like, well, it's not technically anime because it does not originate in China. I mean, in Japan, because it was produced and made in South America. It has no ties okay. to Japan. But then people... But what about Netflix original <laughs> anime that they call anime? <laughs> Cause they have, I now I like some Netflix originals. Not gonna lie, they have some good. Anime, well, well, but. well, I don't really mess with the original Netflix anime stuff because they're kind of garbage to me. So like, I don't really. But like you, well, you yeah, like them. It's not it's traditional. Not 
I like nah, I like it because I like um dubbed. I can't watch subbed. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah, but like it, it it's been a debate though. So like you can you can say it's an anime, but then some people might be like, no, it does not come from Japan. But to me, Last Airbender is an anime because it, it's ingrained. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I'm like it's engrossed with Japanese culture, Chinese culture. So it's it's an anime to me. Not, I agree. Would you not to mention one? when Aang took away his fire bending at the end of the season, though when, he, when when their spirits were colliding, it looked like something off of Dragon Ball Z. So like that's an so I like it, mm-hmm. it's an anime. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you on that one. All right, so I think we actually touched on everything I wanted to talk about, though. So I think whenever we even come back into the podcast again, I think we okay. Now we have to plan what we're going to talk about, though. Okay, so let me see. Well, we can go into season oh, yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, let's go into like. season two next when we start the podcast again. All right. All right. Okay. Perfect. Cool. See you later. All right. See bye. you. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Now, I think it's been like at least um, maybe two, maybe three-ish days since my last podcast. I talked with a friend of mine through Instagram about Avatar, The Last Airbender. Talked about that, why we like the show. And actually looking back at that podcast, I think I stuttered just a tad bit too much and really struggled trying to get my words out. I'm really trying to get back in the podcast mood and have the podcast voice so people can understand exactly what I am talking about. So if I have to talk slowly and take deep breaths while I'm talking to you guys out there in the world, then that's what's going to have to come down to. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You know, I posted a picture of me and my mom on Instagram. If you want to see those, see those, see that picture is up on my Instagram is Daniel James 247 so like go check that out and follow me on Twitter on the same name too I would say you can follow me on TikTok but I'm actually a little salty with that app so I've been thinking about like I'm a uh, let me see what I want to say today because coronavirus really did shut everything down people's plans were changed so when I decided to just do a podcast today and really talk about my feelings and let people know, like, what am I going to talk about to really just cheer people up? Well, I did talk about, but no, I'm sorry, talk about what I did think about talking about today is maybe some anime. We can do some anime talk today because I have been watching lots of anime like Sword Art Online, Your Line April, Attack on Titan. I finished Your Line April and I finished Attack on Titan. I did not finish Sword Art Online mainly because that anime was garbage. I did not like it, not one bit. It was a waste of time, a waste of energy. It was not worth two seasons. It sucked. A little mini review for that anime. (laughs) So maybe we'll do some anime talk today. I was on Instagram, you know, um, uh, looking at um, a Crunchyroll Expo, and, like, that's a convention for all the anime stuff, the manga stuff. If you're an anime fan and a manga fan, that's the convention you can go to. Well, 
I want to go to that one because it's in San Jose Bay Area. You know, I'm from the Bay Area because I ain't got money and time to be planning these trips that's way overseas out in like Anaheim or Los Angeles or Orlando. I can't go to conventions like that no more because it takes up too much money, too much time and effort. You know what I'm saying? I can't I really can't do it no more because like. Back in 2018, I went to Power Morphicon that was in Anaheim. And like I'm a, that was my first time kind of being away like I'm up from the Bay Area for a minute, too. And then a year later, I went to Ranger Stop, which is the little mini Power Ranger convention. It was in Orlando, California. So I'm a, I mean, no, I'm sorry. Is it or Yeah, Orlando. Yeah. Next to Orlando Studios and like it's a big tourist trap, though. So it was there. So I went to that one too. I did have plans to go to Power Morphicon again this year, but then Corona happened and then that got shut down. But then luckily Crunchyroll Expo is, is hoping for the best. And so you can still buy your tickets and book your hotel room. I'm not actually buying my ticket and booking my hotel room until I know for sure coronavirus is dealt with and America gets opened back up and life goes back to normal and life goes back to normal. So once that happens, I'm definitely going to Crunchyroll Expo. All right. I'm going to get my ticket. I'm going to get a costume and I'm going to have some El Taku fun, you know, and like I'm a have some anime stuff, you know what I'm saying? But, like, ever since quarantine started, though, I've really just been obsessed with anime right now, though. I have not watched no act regular actual show where people are talking, where, like, actors are doing stuff. I've literally been watching anime, I mean, Japanese cartoons for the past two-ish, three months. It's really been fun. The first anime I watched was um, Your Lie in April. Like, I I watched, last time I watched it, I think it was, um, a uh, Way back. Hold on. If I stop, I'm trying to make sure this thing is still working. Okay, I'm still being broadcast. <laughs> all right, last time I watched Your Line April, it was all the way back in 20, 2014. I think I was in junior high or maybe almost about to go to high school, but then I really did love that anime. I love Koze. I see myself in Kose. If you have not watched Your Line April, just do it, though. I don't want to give any spoilers, though, but the animation, the the, the voice acting was great and everything. So I liked it. So I guess I'll be on here for, like, at least a couple of more minutes. I'm, like I said, I'm trying to get back into the podcast mood. So, like... I guess when I come back on here, we're going to mostly talk about animes and The Last Airbender. Oh, yes, Avatar The Last Airbender, like I said on my last podcast, it is returning to Netflix. So I'm definitely going to watch that. And then once I, like, finish season one and then and then start season two again, I'm actually going to come back with my friend who I talked with last time and maybe another friend. And we are going to talk about The Last Airbender and give, you know, our review on it and, you know give our input and why we like it. Which is so weird. I'm talking to the, on this podcast app. I don't even think nobody's going to listen to this, but hey, it's for me, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm.
Next time, I think I'll bring like a family member on here with me and we can just talk about some stuff. But I think that's it for now. I think I got all my emotional stuff out. So I'll talk to you guys later.